there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here with us, being a proactive parent, getting the resources you need. And, you know, on my own journey to recovering my own son from autism, after being told he could not recover, I did a lot of research. And now 14 years later, I have found the solutions. And that's what I'm here to share with you. And we know everybody's level of recovery is different. I always like to say that, but if your child who can't sleep can sleep again at night, they are sick all the time. I have parents I've worked with whose children were literally in the hospital multiple times a year with different infections, given tons of antibiotics and things like that. And we need to get our kids off of those because we're destroying the rest of the good bacteria in their gut and their system isn't having a chance to rebuild. And knowing that over 80% of the immune system actually comes from the gut and the brain's neurotransmitters, the brain messengers like serotonin, dopamine. We're going to talk about a lot of those neurotransmitters today and brain functioning. And I want you to know too why your child might be behaving the way that they are. So we're going to go through some of those scenarios so you have a better indication of what's happening. But most importantly, uh, I want you to know that your child can get better. Everybody's level of recovery is different. My son actually is no longer even diagnosable after I was told to drug him, try behavioral therapies, and good luck. And um, thankfully, I didn't just listen to that and I did my research. And like you, you're here listening, finding the answers that you need. And I've put together a workshop for you, a free online webinar where I walk through the four stages to naturally recover from autism. And stage one is starts with healing the gut. And this is much more than diet. Uh, there are a lot of pathogenic bacteria in the gut that have to be balanced. There are a lot of, there's leaky gut where the, the there are actually holes in the lining of the, of the gut that allow undigested foods into the bloodstream and toxins. And so the immune system turns on and fights. We have more autoimmune issues, more allergies. And then also the second stage is natural and safe heavy metal detoxification. I really explain this in the webinar, so please listen to, that, to the reasoning for that. And the third, which we're going to talk about a little bit today too, are the co-infections. And I've done episodes in the past here on this show on the co-infections of autism, like mold biotoxins, Lyme's disease, PANS or PANDAS are the acronyms are basically a streptococcal type infections. And then the fourth is then brain support repair. So once you have cleared all of the toxins or a lot of the toxins and the inflammation out of the system, then you can get a better grasp on who your child really is. I always tell people, your child is not an angry person. They're, they're angry outbursts or their lack of ability to focus or things. It's not that they don't want to or that they want to behave that way. Is that their brain is being so flooded by toxins and inflammation that it cannot do what it wants to do. It, the, the child cannot often control that. And so, again, this free webinar is available for you right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just a free workshop. And that will give you a really good indication and, and education on what needs to happen and uh, for, for complete autism recovery. And again, we know there are no typical results. Everybody with autism is different. 
And some of the information I'll give you today, I have to say, you know, of course, this is not meant to diagnose or treat, you know, not a, it's not a medical diagnosis, but I'm here to give you some valid information that will really, really be helpful for you on your journey with autism and understanding your child, but also the resources and solutions to how they can get better. And this is about creating a quality life, an independent life for many who before were not independent, being able to have them live healthy and happy lives. And that's really what it's about. I also want to share with you, it's very exciting, that the Autism One Conference is coming up. It's uh, May 20th through 24th, 2020. So if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to this before or on this these dates, please, uh, you can still get a free ticket with my link because there are over 100 uh, speakers from all over the world on different everything autism. The Autism One Conference is my favorite conference of, of all the autism conferences because it focuses so much on natural and holistic methods and how to help the biology, which you know, which is all everything that I'm about. I actually am a speaker at this year's uh, Autism One Conference and as a presenter, they have given me a link to share with you and you are welcome to share it with others. It's a free access to all four days, all 107 now I think it is speakers. And the free ticket now, because it's normally in Chicago every year, so not everybody can always fly to Chicago and get there and spend the you know the the time and the money and the hotels and everything else. This year, because of the COVID nineteen issue, it's going to be an online virtual summit. So it'll be live online. You can access it from your own home. You don't have to go anywhere. And uh, and you can listen to speakers for four days of your choice and whatever fits into your timeline. And the free link to that, to a free ticket access with my link is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash AO for autism one. So please, uh, Take that link now, get yourself a free ticket, share it with anybody. If you're on Facebook groups with especially the parents of children with autism or educators or even occupational therapists or other doctors, this, there are a lot of uh, incredible speakers and education available at that, at this conference. So you're welcome to share my link with anybody you like. We encourage it, in fact. So wanted to make sure you know about that. Uh, that link is good through May 24th, through the last day of the conference, but grab it now so you uh, make sure that you don't forget and you'll get some reminders as well and when it goes live, which will be May 20th. And I am speaking on Wednesday, May 20th, the first day of the conference. So, uh, and you can search for me if you look up speakers when you get there, just go down, just type in my name, Karen, and you'll you'll find uh, my actual time, which is 1.30 Sunday time I believe so I'm looking forward to that looking forward to you being able to experience the conference and get all of that really really valuable information and today we're going to be talking about things that have everything to do with the brain and some of the behaviors and why your child might be behaving in the ways that they do and uh, so you have a greater understanding and grasp on that and a few uh, few things to let you know what you can do about that as well. So we're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will be right back. 
Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are going to be talking about the brain and behaviors, why why your child might be behaving in some of the ways that they do, and giving you some insight and knowledge and background on that so you have some greater understanding and knowledge about what you can do for some of those things as well. If you listen to my show episode number 76 on neurotransmitters, we talked about that these are brain messengers, things like serotonin and dopamine and uh, norepinephrine, epinephrine, oxytocin. There's also something called GABA, uh, which is something GABA helps to calm the system down. There are many, many things that these brain messengers do, and the majority of them are made in the gut. And so what happens is if these, the gut isn't working properly, then your your child's not able to get enough of these messengers into their brain. And serotonin, just to give a little recap on on episode number 76, please go listen to it. But uh, serotonin, I call the king of neurotransmitters. It's, It's responsible for things like mood, sleep, and appetite. And the prefrontal cortex, which we'll talk about today too, the frontal part of the brain has a lot of children with autism have a lot of issues with the prefrontal cortex and it's responsible for things like, uh, um, you know, helping us to know the consequences from our behavior, uh, helping with some impulse control. You might notice your child's very impulsive. They can't calm themselves down. They might have sleep disorders. That's also uh, connected with serotonin, uh, trouble sleeping, trouble going to sleep, uh, trouble staying asleep. Uh, there are a lot of things that, that these neurotransmitters will do, uh, help focus. The dopamine helps us focus and concentrate, help us feel good and stay calm. So if we're deficient in these neurotransmitters, then our brain can't get what it needs to maintain its behavior, to function properly, to do the things it's supposed to do. So I want to run through some of these parts of the brain and give you a little bit more information on that. As you know, my background is on craniosacral therapy. I've studied the brain for over 30 years now. Fortunately, I had 15 years of that background at the time my son was diagnosed uh, with autism. So I had some knowledge of the brain, but I didn't know at the time too much about autism. So that's where I've spent the last 15 years now diving in deep to learn everything I can about autism. And I continue that research so that I can learn everything that there is still to learn because there's always new things and new new, uh, education coming out about it as well. There are also, again, as I mentioned, the gut has to be healed. And, and again, that free workshop is available for you where I, where I go through this in more detail. And I'll link to everything's show notes today. The episode will is number 80. So we'll go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 80, just the numbers 80. And that will take you to uh, some of these things that I will link to from even past show notes including that and on that autism one free ticket access as well. Uh, but, uh, last week, number 79, I also did an episode with Dr. Madeline Cunningham. And if you happen to tune in for that one, Dr. Cunningham is an expert in autoimmunity and pans or pandas and streptococcal infections. Now, The reason I'm bringing that up is that the comorbid symptoms, mold, Lyme, strep or pandas, and uh, and sinus issues, all of these in the gut, all have to be 
basically healed up. All of these things have to be balanced before the brain is going to be able to function properly because they all play a a part in um, negatively affecting the brain. And a lot of it has to do with the inflammation that, that it creates and what parts of the brain are affected there's something called the blood brain barrier and it's very important that it is not disrupted so that it can protect the brain from having uh, toxins be able to uh, to get into it and many times through toxic exposure and our kids are very toxic as we know and through the inflammation the blood brain barrier is uh, is weakened or even um, destroyed in some areas so it, it can't so toxins can get into the brain really easily again one more piece flooding the brain with more toxins and we're going to uh, also look at why. There's something called the vagus nerve. It's the very back of the neck and craniosacral work. We work with this a lot. A good chiropractor could help you balance that as well with your child. That if the vagus nerve is distru- disrupted, then what, and one of the branches are through the back of the neck, it goes down into the gut and and affects digestion, but it has a lot to do with anxiety. If your kid has anxiety attacks, the vagus nerve is very commonly disrupted. So again, good craniosacotherapist, a good chiropractor can help with an uh, uh, with adjusting or balancing out uh, the bones. The craniosacotherapy balances out the bones in the back of the head. The occiput is often pinching it. Very, very common to be uh, pinched at uh, during birth. So this can be something, or a very colicky child with a lot of digestive problems, but very colicky, and they also may have had uh, the vagus nerve pinched and that occiput subluxated or pushed out of balance during birth or any time in their life, basically. So really important to know the vagus nerve. Also, again, these bad bacteria in the gut that get out of balance they can climb up the vagus nerve from the gut and get into the brain. So this is this is some newer studies that have been been coming out around this that are very interesting. And so it's it's important again to go back to again square one. We start with healing the gut, and of course the right diet. Um, on the uh, homepage of my website, you can get the my free guide to the top seven foods to eliminate to quickly reduce your child's symptoms of autism by helping to reduce their toxic exposure and their inflammation that they create. Because many of those, again, by as by continuing to keep the, the gut ill and not allowing that those things to heal up, the gut remains ill, then so does the ability of the brain to function properly. And you hear constantly about the gut and the brain, but it's much more than diet alone. So that's what I want you to make sure you are aware of, but the gut is step one because we need to make sure that we create a strong foundation. Just like with anything, you don't want to, you know, you don't build a house on quicksand, right? I mean, you've got to have that foundation started first, make sure those detoxification patterns pathways are really running properly, that your child is able to dispel the toxins. Uh, Very important uh, that when you start even the process of switching over the diet, you'll notice that you might have increased behavioral issues. They're literally addicted to many of the bad foods that they're eating. And I explain this again in the free workshop, but they're addicted because some of those like gluten and casein, the proteins in wheat and dairy, actually create opiates in the system, just like the opiate drug. So they're literally addicted to these foods. 
and they crave them and the bad bacteria in the gut will feed off of the sugars that that are built from them and that are grown from also the or created from the uh, the processed carbohydrates and any other sugars they eat so it's this whole cycle to be aware of and again if the blood brain barrier is affected then you're also going to have problems with all of the other toxins we know our kids have heavy metal toxins very important uh, to naturally and safely remove those from the system. Again, I explained that in the free workshop, uh, but very important to naturally get rid of those toxins so we are not having more exposure. And I really want to talk more um, about, we'll get into piece of parts of the brain, but also how they're affected by some of the co-infections as well. So we're going to take a short break right here, and we'll jump into that when we come back. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us, and we'll see you in a moment. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about the brain and its behaviors and some of the things that are affecting the brain and how the brain functions. We're going to get into a little bit of that now, too. Uh, it's very important to know, again, how much it's affected by the gut uh, be, being uh, the area where a lot of these neurotransmitters are built. And again, in, in show number 76, which I will link to in today's notes, I went into more detail on those neurotransmitters transmitters those being the brain messengers being built in the gut they they must be in proper balance to help the brain function properly i talked about the blood brain barrier and how important it is to know that the blood brain barrier if it's disrupted then um then we can get some toxins from the gut the sinuses uh, any toxic exposure we have in our body then the brain isn't as protected as it needs to be and uh, one part of the brain called the hypothalamus is, is part of both the endocrine or the hormonal system and the nervous system. And it's responsible for the messages between the two and it's commonly uh, not protected by the blood-brain barrier. So it, it's very important that you, if you know that there are certain things, your growth hormone, um, dopamine, the, the neurotransmitter dopamine, oxytocin, which is uh, release, released by a part of the brain called the pituitary, and it's also a hormone involved in the ability to bond with others and connect, so that connection. It also releases thyrotropin, which is something that helps our thyroid. So the hypothalamus, again, very, very commonly disrupted in children with autism. And so we want to know that also it tells us if we should feel calm or fearful. So again, sometimes our children might be literally living in that fight or flight uh, space that is meant to when we mentioned before and and with neurotransmitters uh, epinephrine norepinephrine or adrenaline so adrenaline as we we most of us know the word adrenaline is when we just have a spike in um, in this fight or flight response and so the adrenals are also affected so it's very important too you got to make sure that the adrenals are being supported these toxins and inflammation that are ongoing in our child are creating an ongoing disruption in this fight or flight response and via the hypothalamus being able to to calm us down. So working with, again, gut, 
toxin, you know, toxin removal, and then also uh, many of these co-infections that I want to talk about. Anything that continues to, to cause the stress hormone cortisol to be released, the immune system fighting allergens in the body, um, and, and again, all of this inflammation that is constantly ongoing, it is really important to, to know as we reduce those, some of the symptoms that we notice our kids have will calm down. So uh, we'll, you know, when we're stressed, our frontal portion of our brain called the prefrontal cortex is responsible for decision making and it'll shut down. So you might even notice yourself, if you get really stressed, all of a sudden you just can't think. You just can't think clearly. And then um, the gut and the immune system because of digestion and immunity are also affected. So so you might notice sometimes you, you just, you're not hungry when you're stressed. So that's, your, your child might be living in a lot of these uh, spaces all of the time. It's also the hypothalamus is also an area responsible for aggression, territorial defenses, and sexual pursuit. It controls sleep and appetite cycles along with the limbic system, and uh, and affects our ability with uh, with estrogen receptors in the hypothalamus to affect food intake, energy, and the disruption of body fat. Again, um, we're going to get into, I'm going to talk a little bit too about how the mold biotoxins are really, really important to make sure that they are cleared from the system. You might have an environment, a home environment, a school environment, grandma's house where your child is affected by mold, which is just coming from water damaged buildings. It's important to note that a lot of times we don't see the mold that we're being affected by. It can be in the walls or in the subfloor seeping through, and those mold spores are something that are affecting us. And again, in past episodes, I've done one entirely on mold biotoxins, and I'll link to those in the show notes today. But those mold biotoxins, what happens is 29% of the entire world population has a genetic defect that doesn't allow the body to dispel the uh, the toxins when we are exposed to mold. So when we can't get rid of those toxins, our body, our immune system, sees inflammation, to- toxic, you know, exposure, and says, "Oh, uh, you know, here's some something I'm supposed to be fighting." So it triggers the immune system to jump on, jump on, which puts that into hypertone as well. So the immune system is is highly reacting. And then it also uh, puts out a lot of um, inflammation markers. So inflammation is just rampant. All of a sudden you have this cascade of inflammation in the body. So the mold biotoxin issue, one of the co-infections of autism, is actually referred to uh, also as CIRS, which is chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And so this chronic inflammation in the body and the body chronically trying to fight it just wears the system down, wears down the adrenals, but it's also allowing for other infections. And one of those is in the nasal passages and it's called, it's referred to, it's an acronym called MARCONS. And again, you can, we can hear about all of this in the, the, uh, the other episode that I did on specifically on this for more detail. And I've also written about this in my book, but I wanted to make sure, you know, that Marcon's is a staph infection, like staphylococcal. Staph is very, very dangerous. It gets in, it's in the nasal passages caused often from the mold biotoxin issue, 
any sinus issues you have, whether it's Marcon's with the staph or other sinus infections, these, think about how close the, the sinuses are to the brain. They are, they're just a sheath away. They're, they're, they're just, they're right there. So what happens is that the blood brain barrier gets broken down and these toxins are getting into the brain really easily. And they, uh, it's very, very important that we want to, we want to get rid of this infection in the sinuses we want to work with uh, balancing the uh, the mold biotoxins again, clearing the liver, all of these things. I work with all of these in my in my program as well. But I want you to know the things that need to be done in to be sure that your child is able to function properly again, and you're not doing just work with their gut, not realizing that um, that there's so much more because these. These, uh, this inflammation from the mold biotoxins has a far greater reach, a far greater effect on the brain specifically. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about the brain, its behaviors, and some of the things that can affect the brain and keep your child from getting better. So why your child might be behaving the way that they are. Again, I always like to tell people your child's not an angry person. These angry outbursts are often due to the inflammation and the toxins on the brain, and once you reduce those and you basically heal up the biology and get your child's body back in balance, then you know who they are and you can then do some some natural brain support and repair and make sure that you're utilizing the most effective resources possible, your resources, so you're not just using them up on things that your, you know, therapies and various things you're hoping are going to work for your child. If they have mold exposure and they have all these toxins in their system and their gut isn't healed up yet, their brain's not getting the the neurotransmitters from it that it needs. It's um, noting that the, uh, the mold biotoxins, as I mentioned, they affect the part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex, which is common commonly affected, um, again, by in, in children with autism. The prefrontal cortex is, um, is like the control center of the brain. And it's very well known that children with autism have a big, uh, have a lot of issues with this. It's like the brain CEO and the center for making judgments, seeing the consequences of our actions. Uh, it stops us from impulsive behavior. It helps rule our emotions and calms our fear center of the brain, which is called the amygdala. And then the prefrontal cortex, you'll often hear it referred to as the PFC. The PFC also has um, a decreased activity and increases problems with impulse control and distractibility um, or when it has de- decreased activity. So you'll see more uh, distractions. Um it's uh, it's often in uh, it it's help helps to filter out some of the sounds and the visual stimuli. So again, you might notice if your child has high sensory issues, their PFC prefrontal cortex is usually being affected. I'm going to jump back for a moment again, how I mentioned to connect this to many times the mold biotoxins, though that inflammation, the sinus infections, these uh, these in, these things that are are crossing the blood-brain barrier, the the, uh, the serotonin in the being built in the gut needs the prefrontal cortex needs a lot of serotonin to stay balanced. 
we'll do a future episode on natural uh, supplements that can help the brain. One I'll mention really quickly is uh, is just so that you you have heard about it, uh, and we'll we, it's it, I've written about it more in depth in my book as well, and you can start researching it. But I will do a future episode on it. But something called 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan is what that stands for. It bypasses the the liver, but it na- and it naturally builds serotonin in the system. So if we're deplete depleted in serotonin, it's a nice way to build up some of the serotonin. It actually works so well that um, that instead of SSRIs or antidepressants, because if you're really really low in serotonin, if you're just to give you a uh, an, an example, if you're a little low in serotonin, you might feel kind of sad or low. If you're extremely deficient in serotonin, you could literally be suicidal. That's the level of so it depends on where how how much you you were uh, deficient in it. And again, if your gut's not working properly, then you're not getting what you need. So, 5-hydroxytryptophan is often, 5-HTP is often used and it's sold at health food stores, but it's often used to build up serotonin naturally. And um, it works so well that if you're on antidepressant medications, you don't want to combine the two because it can, you know, end up building more than than you need with that. So I would talk to your doctor about maybe um, being able to wean you off of the drugs for that and being able to utilize natural supplementation. So I just want to make sure you knew that was a resource for you as well. But again, a future episode, we'll get further into that. That. Today, I wanted to educate you on some of this background. Um, a PFC also helps to calm other areas of the brain. Um, it's also very interestingly, it is the last part of the brain to develop. It doesn't fully finish developing in girls until about the age of 23 and in boys about the age of 25. And our militaries are very aware of this. And the reason that they like to bring uh, you know, people in, especially boys in right at the age of 18 is they know that they will take any risk. They Their brain is not developed to the point yet where they know they feel cautious or they don't want to do that yet. And you might notice, you know, I've heard this from people saying, boy, when my child, my son was, or my child, boy or girl, was 18, 19, 20, they just seemed like they were, just didn't, you know, weren't pulling it together. I thought, are they ever going to, you know, grow up sort of that type of thing? And and then they, you know, around all of a sudden, 23, 24, 25, and all of a sudden they're mature and they're, you know, because it's because of this prefrontal cortex. So have hope, <laughs> but make sure that you get those toxins and the inflammation out of the way, right? Because that's really important to know. Um, so, yeah, so you've got into, you know, your early to mid 20s before that is really developed well. Um, you know, it's also very important. The PFC is, is uh, important in social situations and, and, um, and, if, and again, those mold biotoxins really affect it. Um, so very important. This also, uh, the cerebellum is involved in voluntary and large movement, motor control, fine motor, motor skills and balance. Um, and it modifies and relays information to our muscles. So 
that's partly involved in a couple parts of the brain that are involved with handwriting and also if you're low in dopamine which is another neurotransmitter it can mean that your fine motor skills can be off but we're going to talk about pans and streptococcal infections here in a minute because with that you can also possibly be too high in dopamine because it's become dysregulated and that can really really affect speech um, with pans or pans or pandas people are like how come all of a sudden my child had a reduction in speech and you know and and uh and then all, all of a sudden they they you know regressed and sudden regression is very commonly due to a pans flare-up now last week's episode number 79 i interviewed dr madeline cunningham and we talked a lot further in more depth about pans or pandas or strep infections now this just isn't just in the throat although if you notice like because strep can live in the gut uh, but if you notice that your child has a sudden onset of OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, or all of a sudden is rage has rage issues of rage or fearfulness, separation anxiety, they get really clingy. These are common indicator indicators of uh, of pans or pandas flare-ups. So important to know that, and we'll talk a little bit more about you know some of these things that are affecting the brain uh, with the pans in just a moment. We're going to take a short break right here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about the brain and behaviors, why your child might be behaving in the ways they are, and some of the infections and toxicity and inflammation that might be affecting the brain and certain parts of the brain and its ability to function. Uh, if you Before the break, we were talking a little bit about PANS or PANDAS as streptococcal infections. Now, these are one of the co-infections of autism, and they're very very common in children with autism and one of the reasons why your child might not be getting better as well and why when they have these sudden flare-ups again it'll be very quick onset you might know either a big regression uh, speech uh, they're all of a sudden their speech and their language are affected again pans or pandas a streptococcal infection might be having a flare-up which the flare-ups can be triggered by something internal uh, like um, like a new inflammatory response, uh, exposure to toxins, um, more new toxins, especially again that mold biotoxin we talked about earlier, Lyme's disease, another co-infection of autism, very, very important how much it affects the brain and the gut, just like the mold biotoxins affect the gut as well as the brain. So these, these can trigger pans episodes and again the pandas the strep it can get into uh, when the sinuses or any co-viruses in your child's system which we see a lot again in children with autism that's why these all have to be worked with these can all trigger episodes of pans flare-up so Again, you might see that reduction in speech. Um, this is also where dopamine can all of a sudden spike up and be too high, whereas dopamine, the neurotransmitter that helps us be calm and uh, along with serotonin, but also dopamine will help us to, um, to be able to focus, concentrate, and this can be... Uh, 
sort of a reversal. All of a sudden they can't concentrate, they have anxiety, they can't stay calm, they can't feel good. All of the things that dopamine would normally do for you, now they're spiking in it and it's overreactive. So um, so that's what, what some, of these, some of these things do. There are signal cells in the sinuses um, also, these T cells, they're called, that, that get into the brain and they break, the, break them down. You know, the, the big behaviors, again, the sudden onset, onset can have to do with your, your child's body putting out antibodies to fight some of these things and these signal cells that are broken down. And that's why you get this overabundance of, of dopamine and it alters their behaviors. You can get a throat swab, even if your child does not have a sore throat, you can get a throat swab uh, to see if there is any strep that is flaring up. You can also get a nasal swab. Now I mentioned, so you can check for pans or pandas strep, we'll just say strep, uh, strep infection, but you can also check for staph infection. And uh, on... Uh, the page where I have the mold that I'll link to in today's show episode notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 8080. I'll link to a page where I did a, a, uh, an, an interview on mold biotoxins. At the bottom of that page is a free mold and lime resource guide to some of the places, some of the things you can test for. Easily testing your home. Uh, with a mail-away test, basically, that you can purchase to see if your home has any toxic exposure from mold. And also, to, um, to uh, in the testing, I talk about some of the Marcon's testing, which is the, uh, this is the nasal swab testing that you can do as well. Some people, in my program, we work with some natural things, so we just we, we assume pretty much most of the kids have them because they just do. And if you're just doing things to build their immune system and strengthen them, then they'll then 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 you know that you're you're taking care of a lot of those things. But we're more specific than that. But I'm just telling you on an out, outside of the program there that you can find these things in these tests and, um, again, working to clear them out of the sinus passageways. Now, I won't tell you what whether or not you should do anything specific, but I find the more kids take antibiotics, the worse they get. They might be better short-term, but what happens with antibiotics is that they will destroy, they're not, they're not specific. So they destroy all the bacteria in the gut, the bad bacteria that you want to get rid of along with the good bacteria. And our kids are already deficient in that good and protective bacteria. So be very cautious on how you, you work with that, um, just to, to help you understand, um, that there are more better and natural things that you can do. I talk about that, how I can help you with that a little bit in my free workshop, which again, I'll link to in the show notes. And, and I gave earlier again, naturally recovering autism.com forward slash free workshop. But it's important to know that you can get rid of these infections internally and naturally and not without damaging your child's system. Because if you, you may have heard of something like a methylation defect or MTHFR, and I'm jumping into something else again, which I can link to, but it's important to tie this in because MTHFR methylation defects are very common. They say about 98% of kids with autism have that, you know, and, and usually a parent does too. It's, it's very hereditary. What this, so I just say everybody's pretty much got it, right? Um, what you want to do though is, is get your 
detoxification pathways working properly. Methylation is simply a, a simple way of putting it is your methyl your detoxification pathways are disrupted. If the MTHFR gene is mutated, you have a disruption in your body's ability to properly detoxify. So there's a lot of great things that you can you can do for that too. You know, things like methylfolate, you have to be very careful when you start methyl B12, if you haven't already found this out, um, your kid could, your child could all of a sudden get really hyper if you start methyl B12 before some of these detoxification pathways have been cleared up and balanced out a little bit. I always say get glutathione in first before you start with some B12 because that, and it's always should be methyl B12 because that's the most bioabsorbable type. Um, if your child's super sensitive, a methylfolate is a, is a good way to begin with that. I don't want to jump around too much with other things there. Um, I can link to uh, the MTHFR and other things about methylation in, in shows I've done in the past for that um, that I think will be very helpful for you. But knowing how how much that this can again affect the brain. So with that and some of these neurotransmitters that are being affected, uh, we're we're also very deficient. And I want you to know that MRIs and EEGs and blood tests will likely all come up normal when you're looking for any type of brain issues. In a, a couple of weeks, I'm going to do an episode on the NeuroQuant brain scan, scan imaging. And um, and please stay tuned so that you know when, when we do that because that can be really helpful in knowing, too, where your child's brain is overactive and where it's underactive. And, and areas that in particular that they might be having some problems with. We need to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it hi there and welcome back to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas and today we're talking about the brain and behaviors in autism and why your child might be behaving in the ways that they are and just to give you some background and knowledge but also to help you know of some solutions some things that you can look at i mentioned that empty the mthfr and methylation pathway the genetic defect that can happen there and that can really affect dopamine and i mentioned the dopamine being one of the neurotransmitters really helping us with the ability to uh, control our impulsivity. It's uh, one of our feel-good chemicals. So that can be uh, getting too low in some kids. But then again, if you've got the PANS or PANDAS spike flare-up, the streptococcal flare, 
then you might also be too high in dopamine. So depending on watching your child's behaviors, those are really your greatest indicator. And I always tell parents that you are your child's advocate. You know your child best, better than any doctor. You are the one that is with them 24-7. You know what their habits are. You know what they usually do, what they don't usually do, what's new. You want to look at, again, for pans and pandas, any, all of a sudden they have a sudden regression in language. Their speech was doing a little better and now it's worse again. And you're thinking, what happened? And Again, toxic exposure. Uh, we talked about mold biotoxins, uh, Lyme's disease. They say close to 100% of kids with autism have Lyme's disease. It's either not detected or it's not worked with properly. Very important. Lyme doesn't just affect the brain. doesn't just make us tired and fatigued. Doesn't, it, it, it affects, uh, a lot of the times you'll notice um, uh, some kind of purpley looking stretch marks around the hips. If you notice that on your children at all, kind of weird stretch marks around the hips. Um, the pelvis is very affected by the bacteria. Sometimes their their pelvis or their back or their legs will be painful. There there's a there's a big disruption in the gut. Like you might be thinking, Why, I've been doing all this really this great diet for so long and certain things, and I've been doing so much work. How come my child still isn't really getting better or we've plateaued? And again, it's because the lime and the mold are con contributing to keeping the, the gut unhealthy. They, the inflammation, the toxins, the bacteria in there are all really, really affecting them. So very important uh, to, to be aware of that. Um, also, why these this inflammation... Uh, is affecting your child's gut so much as well as their brain they're affecting their their appetite um, causing them so much anxiety so again it's a, a whole picture of you know getting the gut in balance clearing the toxins naturally clearing these co-infections so that the brain can work properly uh, there are there are so many um so many pieces to this and it's so important to know uh, why your child might again not be behaving you know properly and you can't understand why but that's that's really where where the bottom line is with all of these things there are parts of the brain the basal ganglia you know some of these that again are this is also involved involved i mentioned handwriting and motor coordination so again that can be really important that's if they're having super sloppy handwriting that's affecting it and dopamine of course is increased with eno acid l-tyrosine but it can help improve handwriting because it gives dopamine to the basal ganglia. So there are things that you can do for these. We're going to do, again, a future episode on some of these natural um, uh, these natural supplements that can help the brain as well. But we are out of time today, so thank you so much for being here. Show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 8080. And the links that I mentioned, again, for also for the Autism One free ticket will also be on the show notes page. Please share it with a friend, uh, with your groups, Facebook groups, anybody. It's going to be super valuable. And again, it's free from your own home, so I'm excited I'm able to share that with you. Thanks for being here so much. And we'll see you next week.